A live look at downtown Austin on this Saturday evening. Some changes in the forecast. Nick will have more coming up. If somebody has evil in their heart so bad that they want to come into a school and do this, they're going to find a way to do it. That's where this system comes into play. The Texas school that's breaking ground when it comes to active shooter safety. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us. I'm Mike Rush. President Joe Biden will be in El Paso tomorrow to visit the border. In his first trip to the border since becoming president, he is expected to look over border enforcement operations. Now, Governor Greg Abbott and other Republicans have been critical of the president, blaming him for the increase of illegal crossings. President Biden is asking migrants from Venezuela, Nicaragua, Cuba, and Haiti to not show up at the U.S.-Mexico border. Instead, he wants those migrants to apply online for a new program that will allow 30,000 migrants from each of those countries to come every month. Individuals who are provided a safe, orderly, and lawful path to the United States are less likely to risk their lives traversing thousands of miles in the hands of ruthless smugglers only to arrive at our southwest border and face the legal consequences of unlawful entry. The way this parole program works one must have a lawful sponsor here in the United States who agrees to sponsor you to get here. Then that person has to go undergo rigorous background checks and apply from outside the United States and not cross the border illegally in the meantime. KXAN is in El Paso covering President Biden's trip. Look for updates throughout the day on KXAN.com. Well, after four days of deadlock and 15 votes, we now have a Speaker of the House of Representatives. Republican leader Kevin McCarthy won the election for House Speaker early this morning. Here he is checking out his name placard above his office. A long and drawn out vote like this for Speaker of the House has not happened in more than 160 years. McCarthy is now the highest ranking Republican in the nation and second in line to the presidency. Here's how he responded when a reporter asked how he will avoid a situation like this on every tight vote going forward. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. So don't judge us on how we start, watch how we finish. And I think by having the disruption now, really built the trust with one another and learned how to work together. Before McCarthy's win, tempers boiled over and pandemonium broke out on the House floor late last night. A McCarthy supporter had to be restrained from charging President. another representative. A Texas A&M researcher is exploring how dogs might be able to sniff out a disease that costs cattle ranchers an estimated $3 billion a year. Even though bovine respiratory disease is considered to be one of the most common illnesses affecting cattle, it can be hard. Bovine respiratory disease is a killer, okay? It's, I've lost one calf uh, to it. Um, it's significant, it's endemic. Researchers have found that dogs can detect diseases in humans, so Texas A&M animal sciences professor Courtney Daigle was asked to lead a project to see if they can pick up on bovine respiratory disease. The first round of studies found the dogs were somewhat accurate in determining if the cattle had the disease, but she says more needs to be done. It's still a genuine problem. And so to be able to find something that's a little outside the box that really helps a lot of people in a really meaningful way is really rewarding. 
Daigle is about to start another round of research and hopes to publish the results by the summertime. A Virginia teacher who suffered life-threatening injuries is showing improvement tonight. Police say she was shot in the chest by a six-year-old student yesterday. Michelle Wolf has a look at the school's response and the investigation. Police officers swarmed to Newport News Elementary School Friday after calls of an active shooter. The suspect, a six-year-old boy. This was not an accidental shooter. Newport News Police Chief Steve Drew said during a joint news conference that the child pulled a handgun during an altercation with his teacher, ultimately wounding her. Other children were in the classroom at the time, but were not injured. Today our students got a lesson in gun violence. I want to know where that firearm came from. What, what was the situation? Groups of children escorted by plainclothes officers in bulletproof vests to their families after an hour-long lockdown. Tracy DeBrew rushed to Richneck Elementary to pick up her grandson when she heard the news. Where did this child go? We have to do something about this It is taking over now, it's taking over our babies. And this military mom who recently moved to the United States while her husband is stationed in Hampton Roads. Let's do something. We've got a new governor now. Let's do something. Let's change it. You've got a beautiful country. You've got beautiful people. But what's the problem? Guns. It's a dark day for Newport News. We're going to, we're going to learn from this and we're going to come back stronger. That was Michelle Wolf reporting. The school will be closed Monday and Tuesday. The district says it wants to give the community time to heal. Let's check in now with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Nick, a cloudy day out there today and a possibility of rain to come. Yeah, just a few showers and thunderstorms remain in the cards here through the night and into tomorrow morning. We're starting to see a few of them popping up right now, including one uh, over portions of Round Rock. But the biggest cluster of showers and storms is trying to work its way into southeastern Fayette County. Still, the vast majority of us are dry and pretty mild. Uh, we've got a cold front moving right through the metro now. Southeast of the front, we're in the 70s. To the northwest of it, we're in the cooler 60s and 50s. And that front's going to be responsible for at least a chance for some wet weather. Although I wouldn't cancel your plans. I'd just keep an eye on that KXAN weather app. Mid-60s turn into upper 50s here at 11. While the icons look a little scary, the rain chances are not particularly high. 20% chance of wet weather at 7, rising to 40% at 11. Coming up in first warning weather, we'll track those rain chances through the night. An update to your Sunday forecast with slim rain chances after this weekend. Thanks, Nick. Still to come, one Texas school district is taking a new approach to school safety. In today's world, you go, you go there in your mind. You think, what if? What am I going to do? The new technology used in Texas designed to alert and guide students and staff to safety in an active shooting. A North Texas school district is the first in the country to use new technology that is designed to save lives in an active shooting situation. Meredith Yeoman shows us how it all works. All right, let's go. It is a sound teachers never want to hear in school. It gives me goosebumps to think about it. But it's one Andy Clark knows she needs to prepare for. In today's world, you go, you go there in your mind. You think, what if? What am I going to do? If that becomes a reality, if that becomes my reality and I have a classroom full of 25 of other people's babies in here, what do I do? The answer could now come by looking up. I no longer have to think about it. I can just go. Starting Thursday, new technology called Go to Green launches in all Pilot Point ISD campuses. You have a green light here. You have a green light here. District Police Chief Brad Merritt explained how the system works. 
Gunfire activates acoustic sensors installed in ceilings that light up and direct people away from an attacker. When a shooting happens, sensors turn red or green. Red would mean you don't want to go that way, that the shooter has been detected in that direction. Green indicates a pathway to safety. Red and blue strobe lights direct first responders to the shooter's location, detected by cameras throughout campus. This is where the shooter was. You have the red and blue light. Then streamed to track their movement. If somebody has evil in their heart so bad that they want to come into a school and do this, they're going to find a way to do it. That's where this system comes into play because it immediately alerts us of what's going on. Between the new technology and arming some teachers. We've taken every precaution that we can possibly take. Precautions providing peace of mind for teachers like Andy Clark and training she hopes she'll never need. It's something that's amazing to have. I'm thankful for the technology, but I hope to God I never have to see it in action. New now on weekends. We have pollen information, so we got an update here today. And cedar, while still high, is on the decline from yesterday. Mold still medium, but lower than yesterday. Temperatures were up, though, to 77 today. We could show you near 80 degree readings ahead, and we're tracking tonight's rain chances, too, in first warning weather. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. All right, so it was a gray day, but it was reasonably warm in the 70s. And it wasn't too wet either. We could really use the rain, right? This is how it looks in Granite Shoals from our Whittlesea Landscape Supplies camera. Just a lot of clouds overhead. We're still... Uh, talking about the possibility for a little bit of wet weather, some showers and even thunderstorms here into the night tonight. We've got a cold front right overhead, separating the warmth in our eastern counties to some cooler air in the hill country. So it's straddled right over the Austin metro with that low to the north and west of us. There's really not much in the way of wet weather around now. A couple sprinkles trying to pop up uh, in portions of Round Rock. Uh, you can see that here being picked up lately on our radar imagery. That should stay fairly light for the time being. The strongest showers and storms right now trying to enter portions of southeastern Fayette County. And we really think our eastern counties have the best chance for some heavier rain and even thunderstorms as we head through the next few hours. That's what our a lot of our higher resolution computer models are thinking, keeping that cluster of showers and potentially some stronger thunderstorms in our eastern counties. That's not to say there won't be a spotty shower or storm elsewhere, but we really just think that the highest chances are going to stay east of the metro. This is 11 o'clock, few spotty showers around and even a stray overnight shower that could continue into the wee early hours of your Sunday morning. There's three, four o'clock in the morning. Say the last of the showers wrapping up in our eastern counties as late as six or seven. And then we clear out the clouds in a real hurry tomorrow. So if you sleep in just a little bit, you probably won't see many clouds at all. And then we have full sunshine for the rest of your Sunday. Some changes here on Monday. The clouds thicken up. A weak disturbance tries to give us a stray shower. We just think you're generally going to see more clouds. And then the sun tries to come back here as we head into your Monday afternoon. What about the severe weather risk here tonight? For most of us, you could just expect a thunderstorm or a brief shower at most. But our far eastern counties are at a one out of five severe weather risk here for tonight. Uh, just in case one of those stronger storms pops up, uh, we'll have a low end hail and wind damage risk there. Uh, don't think it's going to be a widespread issue here tonight. Generally, our eastern counties also at the highest chances for some heavier rain. We're still thinking that amounts stay fairly light for the vast majority of us. Uh, barely 
any rain to maybe a quarter of an inch in some isolated areas in the metro and probably less than that in the hill country. But you could get some one to even two inch isolated amounts in any thunderstorm in our eastern counties. So tonight we're down to 49, just a few showers and storms, but turning cooler for all of us. And then we have the leftover 10% rain chance at seven tomorrow, and then we quickly turn very sunny. It is going to be a cooler day, though, with highs in the mid 60s. That's about 10 degrees colder than today. Another cool-ish day here on Monday. That's still warmer than normal, but look how temperatures jump. Tuesday and Wednesday, we're near 80. Then we're starting to look at our next chances for rain, maybe a couple of sprinkles on Monday, and another chance of wet weather as we head into Thursday, but really looks like a mostly dry seven-day forecast ahead for us. And actually some pretty nice days, if you don't mind a little warmth, in January, upper 70s with a good amount of sun on Tuesday and Wednesday. Next cold front brings us some extra clouds and probably no more than that for Thursday as we're down to 72 and then at 60s and sunshine Friday and Saturday. This is KXAN Sports brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. The Texas defense had an extremely difficult time handling Kansas State, giving up 116 points. However, today the Longhorns had a supreme effort on that end of the floor in Stillwater against Oklahoma State. First game for the Longhorns since the firing of Chris Beard, Rodney Terry there on the bench leading the way. Early second half, Timmy Allen. Hitting the nice step back jumper right here, or fadeaway jumper right here. 34 to 24 Longhorns, biggest lead of the game to that point, but Oklahoma State does come back. Caleb Asbury's three will give the Cowboys the lead, 44 to 43. But here comes Texas. Tyrese Hunter to Dylan Mitchell for the layup. Missed. Rebound Timmy Allen, and that follow would put Texas up by one. He had 11 points and six rebounds on the day. Then Marcus Carr making the tough jumper over a couple of Cowboys to put the Longhorns up by three. And Brock Cunningham coming up off the screen, gets the pass from Carr, drains a three-pointer, and that would pretty much do it. Texas would win it by 10, 56 to 46. Longhorns give up 70 less points than in their last game. A far cry from that uh, affair against the Wildcats. I give my guys a lot of credit. You know, we won this game on Thursday, not today on Saturday. We won it back in Austin. You know, we came off a tough loss at home and. We didn't play very good, de very good defense in that ball game, and kind of got away from my identity. My identity this year was, you know, playing really good hard-nosed defense, trying to finish possessions and get out and run a little bit. Kudos to those guys, and 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 uh, again, just uh, excited about this win. We know how hard it is to win in this place over here. Stillwater's hard place to get a win. Texas turns their attention to TCU now. They'll face the Horned Frogs on Wednesday night at the Moody Center's tip-off is set for 8 o'clock. More on TCU later in sports. The women are in action against Oklahoma State right now. The score is 26 to 20. They have just gone to the second quarter. Longhorns going for their ninth win in a row today. The best high school football players in the country showcase their skills in the Alamo Dome in the All-American Bowl. Texas also picked up another commit in that game, too. That story when sports continues after this. Keep it here. The nation's best in the high school football world took the field at the Alamo Dome this afternoon for the annual All-American Bowl. There were several players who have already signed on to take their talents to Texas in action, but they gained another member of their highly touted class of 2023 during the game. Four-star defensive back Jelani McDonald picked Texas over TCU and Oklahoma State. McDonald's from Waco, so he will be staying very close to home. This one, though, was this game belonged to the East. They dominated the West, winning 55 to 17 in the All-American Bowl. All right, back to college basketball. Texas's next opponent, TCU, hosted Iowa State. Wild finish in this game. Iowa State's Gabe Kalsher 
with the jumper to put them up by nine, just under five minutes left. Two minutes left now. TCU's Jacoby Coles gives TCU some life with this three-pointer. Horn Frogs just down by five. Then Iowa State, they throw a bad pass. Micah Peavy with the steal. Damian Ball with the layup. TCU down by three. They would take the lead after making four straight free throws. But how about this block from Xavier Cork? Ball's tipped around, and it goes out of bounds off TCU. Iowa State holds possession. So TCU's got to get a stop here. They're going to win. Gabe Kalsher doesn't allow that to happen. He drains the three-pointer with 1.3 seconds left. And Iowa State wins it 69-67. So TCU is going to be hopping a little mad when they go into the Moody Center coming up on Wednesday. I right? would imagine, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jonathan. Appreciate yeah. it. Final look at the forecast now with uh, Nick Bannon. Hey, Nick. Hey, so we've got about a 40% chance of wet weather, showers and storms here tonight, favoring areas along and east of I-35. Eventually, cooler air comes into central Texas. Overnight lows down to 49. We'll go with a high of 66 here tomorrow. We got to 77 today. So it'll be a cooler Sunday, but the sun comes out. Bit of a breezy day, but a pretty nice day to end the weekend, Mike. All right, thanks, Nick. And thank you for watching, everyone. Have a great evening. We'll see you right back here at 10 o'clock tonight.